You want to know why we get so mad when you cheat? I'll tell you why. We done passed up Sugar Daddy Sam and Spoil Me Sean, Free Food Fred, Hella Head Harry, Booty Muncher Mike, Trick Ass Terry, Step Daddy Damien, and Cash App Cody. I mean, the fuck? We did all that just so that you could cheat <laughs> with Air Mattress Ashley. Hell yeah, we're fucking mad. The fuck? And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from the woes of despair, I'm Doyen. <laughs> Doyen, why is, it, why is it woes of despair? Because house shopping is stressful, y'all. Like, this is stressful. <laughs> Listen, you heard me. You saw me go through this. So you knew it was going to be stressful. Uh, but it's not stressful on HGTV. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, it's never stressful for them. <laughs> I'm going to create a YouTube series about the realities of house shopping. Um, Wait till you start, like, doling out money. Like, that's when it gets super stressful. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> y'all, uh, I put an offer in a house, and I haven't heard back. And it's worse than, like, when you really want to date somebody, and they just stop. They ghost you. Like, this is how I feel. <laughs> I feel ghosted and I don't like it. <laughs> so let me tell y'all, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, because I was over to Granny's. So Sunday, Doyen sends us the Zillow listing in the group chat. I flip through the pictures. I like it, but you know, I don't know how to do things. Just because I am an adult doesn't mean that I know how to adult. Mm -hmm. And I think, and like, because Doyen, <laughs> Doyen was like, reaching out for my assistance. I was like, girl, I don't know. My mama was with me. <laughs> so my mom happened to be there. And I was like, okay, mom, this is the place we're looking at. Look at it. Do your thing. After some research and figuring some things out, my mom gives her seal of approval. So we ready. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, here's a place. And I immediately took a nap. So Chris had questions <laughs> and she didn't get any of them, but your mom figured it out. Thank God. <laughs> Because I told her, I said, because she was like, I need to know. And I was like, Mama, this is really stuff you could just Google. You know, you have to teach older people to just use Google's girl. <laughs> so, yeah. So we got it figured out. But anywho, we're all sending out good vibes and, you know. Yeah. Podcast prayer warriors, e.g. people who pray at least once a day. Um, please pray on this house for me that I'll get it. That's all I asked. <laughs> Did you saw, or I sent you the, uh, what was old girl, Chrissy, um, on oh. Instagram that got over the <laughs> prayer request board. <laughs> I was too busy uh, sending that on to my friend. My, well, I'm going to boop it out. But I was too busy sending it to my friends because <laughs> I was like, uh, we need to have a prayer re request screening. You're right. Because <laughs> we're not, we not for the pray for y'all PPP loans. Right. We're not for pray for we're it. We're not. <laughs> yes. And I like, you know, I don't watch long videos. And she almost had me to the end. But I was like, this is hilarious. Listen. <laughs> and I was like, I because I was like, okay, this is a little lengthy. Because TikTok, TikTok's 
well, actually, no, take it all the way back to Vine. Vine got me spoiled. Like, I stopped mm-hmm. liking long videos. Mm-hmm. But TikTok, you know, I got to look. You know, they're doing three-minute videos now. I don't no, watch them. It's, they're too long. No, sir. They're too long. <laughs> the whole point is for it to be a minute or less. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched it. It was long, but it's um the Christie show on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Miss Charlene is going to screen y'all prep request. <laughs> The girl, they like got into a wreck, and she's like, "I'm gonna pray for her. I ain't praying for that car because she <laughs> she had gasoline in an oil jug and <laughs> milk jug." She's like, "We gonna pray for her healing, right? That's it. <laughs> like, you gotta be specific with your prayers." <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? That's fine. I, it's understandable." But <laughs> okay, y'all. Um, so what is gonna be joy this week? I actually. Today, when my mom and my sister came over, before my mom had to take a flight, which at first it was raining, and she's like, oh, I'm just going to go straight to the airport. Keep in mind, she had like a 4.13 flight. She's trying to be at the airport at 12, and I'm like, man. <laughs> I love moms. I love moms. <laughs> first of all, I was like, you don't even have a book. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So anyways, we talked her down. I think she's still like around a little bit after one. was like, okay, take me to the airport. So I don't know what she did at that airport, but whatever. And I, no, so like coming here, she went to GTR two hours early. I'm like, GTR doesn't even have restaurants. You just in there with a vending machine. Bless her heart. Right. I love moms. I love them. Anyways. So also, I don't think you're gonna get lost at GTR. Like at all. my like, main my main reason for getting to an airport early, which I don't get there that early, but it's because I y'all I get lost. I mean, y'all have heard me get lost in my own house. I've taken a wrong <laughs> turn. I will get lost. I don't think that's an issue at GTR. If you get not. lost, it's one no room. big deal. Bust <laughs> Look. Turn around. <laughs> you ain't gonna be fine. <laughs> turn your head to the side. You even have to turn, turn your, your head. Whole <laughs> Um, oh, she's so sweet. Some days I go early to airport just to get to the bar ahead of time. Makes flights go faster mm. for me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I go early to airport. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so while they were here, I had text my sister yesterday. I was like, have you seen my crazy ex? But the thing is, I don't capitalize my crazy ex. So she was like, who? I was like, oh, I see how this could have been a problem. It's a show on Lifetime. <laughs> because I was thinking, who? Me right. too. <laughs> it's a show on Lifetime. So I was like, oh, no, it's a show. So we started watching it. It's just basically stories of people telling stories about their ex. But it's also like a Lifetime remake of it. So it like the worst actors, which makes it even more hilarious. Um, <laughs> so um, it, I enjoyed it. And then after they left... I kept watching it to like 530. <laughs> Maybe later. But, you know, it's a great okay. show. I, five stars, I recommend. Um, other things I've been up to. My my niece graduated. Saturday, Yay! And she Let's was give her like, a round of applause. <laughs> so I had like her head on a stick. Like a giant head on the... Well, not giant. It was like my face size. But anyways, it was like 12 inches, which is basically my face size. Anyways, um, 
So when we finally found her, she was like, I was hoping nobody would put my head on a poster. And I'm like, well, you should have known this. I'm your aunt. You should have known this. (laughs) You should have known. (laughs) And then my brother was like, oh, because I took the picture of her. So he's like, oh, I should get Hannah to sign it. I was like, I'll sign it too because I took the picture. So I signed her forehead. And then <laughs> she signed her shoulder. Also, somebody bought her a print of a picture I took of her. And I was like, look at me, famous. Um, <laughs> so anyways, it was a great um, six out of seven Eddie B's um, came to the affair, which is good. Yay. So it, was, it was nice seeing family and being able to celebrate Hannah. Love that kid to death and back. Yes. So, as far as what I was drinking, I didn't take a picture of the bottle, but basically I just picked up a white wine from my wine refrigerator from my um, wine shipment people because I'd already been drinking whiskey and I needed to calm down. So, (laughs) anxiety brings out the worst part of me. Well, um, so what I've been doing, um, so last week I had a friend that went out of town and came back and brought me some edibles. Now, listen, (laughs) I have had edibles before. I know the deal. I ate three gummies. Three. Now, I knew that two would be a lot but it would be okay but what did I say mm-mm, mm-mm. I want to feel good and I want to feel gooder so I ate three and I was high as fuck for near about three days and finally when I started like coming back down I sent a message in the group text and I was like so I've been quiet because I've been high as shit <laughs> and I just like I mean I, it wasn't, so I've been, you know how it feels when you're too high? It wasn't a too high. Like, a too high is is scary. I never want to feel like that again. It was just high for too long. And it was annoying <laughs> as fuck. And I got to the point where I just wanted to feel normal. <laughs> Which is weird, because I never want to be sober. I never want to feel normal. <laughs> Funny enough. Uh, right at the weekend of 420, we did brunch on the clouds. Um, it's not basically they infuse, well, I think they have infused oil and they just put it in everything, but they infuse every because it was like cocktail kind of you know, orders kind of thing, but they infuse every single thing. And I'm like, I've seen, um, I forgot what the name of the show where they cook with edibles but basically you're supposed to do a mix of like thc in some dishes and then cbd to kind of balance it out well they did it and everything amateurs but um i'll tell you the next day i was at the grocery store and texted my friends i was like based on the sheer amount of internal dialogue i've had i'm still high (laughs) because i'm real chatty in my head but i don't talk (laughs) 
I'm real quiet <laughs> in person, but I'm really, really, really chatty in my head. <laughs> and the worst thing. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> you forgot to record? Uh, uh, no, this is. um. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Oh, I thought you heard that. No, it was my phone. Uh, let me first of all, let me put my uh, do not disturb on because it was my phone and it was like ringing through the 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 thing. Um, oh. let me <laughs> let me send her a text <laughs> to let her know. Um, I'll call her back. I was like, uh, uh, because I thought y'all could hear that. Um. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing last week. It's just being high as fuck and sitting and looking. And I literally was at work sitting and looking because I couldn't do shit else. Um, it was, you know, when you, you know, when you've been high so long and it, it makes your mouth really dry. Mm. <sighs> anyway, it was just not fun. So, um, let me tell you what has brought me so much joy. I had something else picked for joy and then my joy got overtopped today. Mm-hmm. So we all know Simone Biles has been killing it, like always, because that's what she does. Then I see a clip today, and not only has Simone, you know, been doing all these um, qualifying competitions by doing all these moves and techniques that have never been done by women before, she's not just crushing something that somebody else did. Simone has created her own move, and it is called the Biles, and it is, of course, freaking awesome. (laughs) So, I just, like, everything she does, I love it, and I sat there and watched her, like, twist and tumble and turn 15,000 times. Like, her body is just muscle. Mm -hmm. I am jealous. (laughs) It's like, I bet you can't even pinch her, because there's no fat. There's no fat. I just love her so much, and I'm so, so, so happy for her. <laughs> um, so tonight I am drinking Grapefruit Firefly, and I do not like it. <laughs> Sounds sugary. It's actually not. Um, I had to, I'm, I put a, even without the club soda, it's not sugary. Um, so I used to love the Firefly sweet tea, mm-hmm. and I actually used to like the lemonade, too. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had either in a long time. And I saw this ruby red grapefruit and I thought, okay, let me try it. I don't like it. I don't know why. I don't like it. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'ma drink it though, because we don't waste look over here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless if it's mad dog, then we waste that shit. Anyways. Um, um, I actually gave that away, but that Alizé oh, is still in out. my fridge. I need to give that to somebody because it's still in the fridge. You mean the hypnotic? <laughs> yeah, the hypnotic. No, nope. but maybe yeah, I'll hypnotic, do hypnotic, next hypnotic. Damn it! Damn it! It's either that or shampoo. <laughs> oh God, my stomach! <laughs> my stomach just did a flip. <laughs> Like she said, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to move along to our current events. 
Alrighty, so I'm letting y'all know that now this is a Lola Bunny stand podcast. Um, govern yourselves accordingly. But we got a first look at Zendaya as Lola Bunny in Space Jam A New Legacy. And she is literally my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I haven't even seen the whole movie, but she's my favorite part. <laughs> okay, so You're one I don't of those know people which... don't wanna remake. <laughs> I well, I yeah, that's true. I don't ever really care for remakes. But I don't know which card is gonna get revoked. I don't know if it's my nineties kid card or my black card, but I never saw Space Jam. <laughs> I did have the soundtrack though. I had the soundtrack because it was bumping. I had the soundtrack. <laughs> okay, I know what my movie night pick is. Oh now. God! Oh no! The fuck? <laughs> Oh God! I should not have said anything. We are going to watch the basketball movie. Oh God! I shouldn't have said anything. I I I never I never saw it. I not even like you know what's so crazy is that mo- movies that are like relevant in pop culture even if i haven't seen them i know what they're about Mm -hmm. i really don't even know what space jam is about Mm -hmm. like i know it's michael jordan and some tunes buzz bunny and them i really don't know the premises don't worry i got you um what i don't love is because it starts off with r kelly and I, i would pay big money for them to send me a remake without r kelly's music in it (laughs) so you know it's hard eye rolls when that goes on but yes so we're gonna watch it um but um oh god (laughs) Zendaya is so adorable and spunky um I don't love the way because Zendaya I mean Lola Bunny before was like really sexy which is weird to say about a cartoon but she was bad as well oh this one's sexy this one's not that bad so I want them to like work on that, but the whole movie's not. So, but it seems like it's gonna be more of a story of LeBron and Lola Bunny, which makes me happy. So okay, and I'm happy that Zendaya because I love me some Zendaya. Yes, I do love her. Okay, this was hard. I was like Kimmy Schmidt. No, I thought <laughs> I thought she was woke, but basically, and, and I think. This is an example of a good apology, in my opinion. I don't know about your opinion. But, I agree. Oh, yay. So, Ellie <laughs> Camper apologizes for participating in this bailed profit debutante ball. So, the company or the organization bailed profit is very old, but had very racist origins. And she participated in 1999 and won when she was 19. So, yeah. And she grew up in St. Louis, which is racist as fuck anyways. <laughs> Girl, century, America. Yeah. So. <laughs> the century-old organization hosted this debutante ball. They had an unquestionably racist, elite, sexist, and elitist past. And she's like, I wa- she wasn't aware of history at this time, but ignorance is not an excuse. She was old enough to have educated herself before getting involved. And so a lot of people, there's a lot of posts that are like, oh, Kimmy Schmidt's a KKK princess, which made me, like, the KKK princess just made me crack up. But at the same time, <laughs> I really was proud of her for, like, 
you know, saying, okay, you know, at first all this stuff happened and I wanted to disappear, but then I did the work of educating myself and I'm sorry. And that baby, that makes me feel much better about her as a human. I know it's not about well, me, but. <laughs> well, no, well, no, I mean, cause shit, every time we have someone we love, something happens. So, you oh, know, I get that. I mean, I love, <laughs> I love uh, Kimmy Schmidt, but she's not my favorite character on the show. She's not even my second or third favorite character on the show. <laughs> so I really wasn't like that devastated. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I'm going to see what she has to say. Because from the very jump, I was like, she was 19 years old. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and that may, listen, 19 years old today in the era of social media and everything, it's not the same as 19 years old in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And also a 19 year old even though St. Louis isn't in the South, everybody in St. Louis is from Mississippi or Alabama. So mm-hmm. 19 years old in the South or in somewhere that has those kind of steep antebellum traditions, it's different mm-hmm. than a 19 year old in New York or somewhere. It's not the same. So I really wasn't that harsh about it, but I was like, I'm going to see what she says because if she did not say anything, then I was going to be like, oh, girl, well, fuck you. But she came forward and, you know, said that. And it really sounds like, based on her apology, like this isn't something that she just educated herself on, but she's been doing the work for years. She Mm -hmm. just never, you know, she didn't didn't know what it was then. Mm -hmm. And why would she have, you know? Mm Like if you're if that's where you live, especially if you are white and you are you have a white family and this is something that your white family loves, they're not gonna say, Well, baby, we is racist and anti Semitic. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. That's not what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, It is about um heritage, not hate. That's what they're gonna say. So yeah. You know, it, it it was all understandable to me. And like I said, if she had not said anything, then I would have looked at her funny. But her coming out and being like, I'm sorry, I was young, I didn't know any better, I know better now, mm-hmm. and I unequivocally do not agree with anything that they stand for. She fine with me. Yeah. yeah St. Louis is a very divided town. But I just hope that she continues to, you know, reach across the lines and understand more. I will say, yes, Titus is my favorite, but Kimmy is second. <laughs> so, well, of course, Titus is my favorite. Then, um, the oh god, I don't remember her name. Um, her boss, her old boss. Her old boss is the second, and then the neighbor with the blonde hair. The she's my third. Yeah. She's cool too, but I love Kimmy. She's funny to like. There, yeah. I, I, I like Kimmy. I mean, I yeah. like her, but I just laugh so hard at the others. Yeah. So next up, um, since we are talking about youth, and I mean, I'm telling y'all, like, I don't think most people fully have fully developed veins until they're 25, and we also have to give young people a somewhat piece of grace. 
not always, but their brains are like fucked up and they don't have the logical part yet. So Illinois is going to be the first state to prohibit cops from lying to kids during interrogations. And what brought this about was they, I think maybe 20 years ago, they unjustly and incorrectly um, accused four young boys of a brutal rape and murder. They call it Inglewood Four. And then they questioned them for hours and the police was like, your friend said you did it. You're going to die in jail. If you just tell that you are, um, that you did it, you can go home, which is not true. And so they spent years in jail because the police lied to them. And so, um, statistically I saw that like juveniles were two to three more times likely to admit to something they didn't do when the officers lied to them. And so across the board, officers don't need to lie to anybody, but definitely with young kids, like kids don't really fully have a grasp of what's best for them. And you have them by themselves. So I honestly did not know that it wasn't already against the rules for them to lie Mm -hmm. until this Mm -hmm. because i thought that that was i mean i we all know that's a tactic that they use we've seen it throughout history um i know we're not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) i know we're not supposed to call them the central part five anymore but i forgot what ava told us to call them so we saw it firsthand with them Mm -hmm. we've seen it with so many youth where Mm -hmm. they do this and adults like they do it to adults too Mm -hmm. and you can make people crack Mm -hmm. well I know that that was a tactic, but I always thought that that was like a rogue cop. Like that was not something you're supposed to do. Mm-mm. I already thought it was against the rules. Yeah. So it should be like, I, like you said, I am so glad that good move for them. Everybody else in America needs to get on board. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they are, you know, drawing the line and saying not children, but honestly, it should be no one yeah. because you need to be a good enough detective to figure shit out. If I did it, prove it, bitch. And the thing about it is the guy that actually did it, because DNA evidence exonerated mm-hmm. him, but the guy that actually did it was a serial rapist, and he continued to rape people while they had children in jail. And the thing about it is, so many times, um, and I'm I'm speaking specifically on, like, documentaries not fictional television but so many times everything is pointing to these children are not the ones Mm -hmm. or this person is not the one Mm -hmm. and it's like they go out of their way to get somebody sometimes it looks like they want to get somebody Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it looks like they really hell bent on making it this person let me tell you something i am non-observant as fuck if I could see the evidence and say, mm-mm, it ain't him, it, you should be able to see it too. Right. Similarly, uh, I was reading a story about um, a guy who is at home, but he's still on house arrest. And the appeals court, like, threw out his case because there was so much evidence that showed that, like, basically this guy was killed. And the girl claimed that, like, a black guy 
like stole their car and took them somewhere but like so much evidence shows that the girl probably killed them but that's why i'm so unequivocally against death row because there's so many black people that have died because they face all white juries they're ready to you know murder a black man so (laughs) that is all that's my fuck the jury and criminal system (laughs) spiel for the day so we can move on so she has arrived Megan and Harry welcome daughter Lilibet Diana. And so Lilibet actually came from Queen Elizabeth. Um, didn't know how to say her name as a toddler. And so she used to call herself Lilibet. And then everybody else picked that up, which I think is super adorable. And then Diana, of course, is from his mom. And I just think it's so adorable. And mm-hmm. the queen, like, put out a statement. It was really boring. But, <laughs> you know, I was just, I'm excited. They have a boy and a girl, which is always, like, the um, the ideal companionship yeah. for me. <laughs> just get a boy and a girl yeah. that you don't have to have no more kids. <laughs> but uh, I'm so excited. It's so adorable. Everybody on the news this morning kept talking about how, so because of the, so of course, you know, she's like in the direct line of secession, um, but also she was born here. So because she was born here, she could run for president one day. And like, she's the first direct line person to be born here mm-hmm. and like and they just kept saying she could the princess could run for president one day and i just thought that is trash don't put that on her right. she don't want that that's, that's <laughs> that is ghetto we is ghetto over here right. she don't want that she got a glamorous life to live like yeah. we do not have time <laughs> i see what y'all did to hillary no more women. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna y'all do ain't ready. yeah but I just thought it was really cute. Because uh, at first I was like, Lily Bet, like, that's a weird thing. But then I heard well, about the story of it, and I was like, that's cute. Well, I knew Lily Bet. When I heard it, I was like, Lily Bet's a nickname. Mm-hmm. Now, I I knew this. I had heard the story before. Well, did you watch The Crown? Mm-mm. Okay. So I knew, <laughs> I knew that that is what they called her. But yeah. also, I thought... I was always under the impression that Lilibet was a common nickname for the name Elizabeth mm-hmm. because I've heard people named Elizabeth and that's their nickname, Lilibet. Yeah. So when I heard it, I was like, that's a nickname, <laughs> but though. you know, it's cu- exactly. It's cute. I mean, I know a peaches and her real name is peaches and that's just fine. So Lilibet. Yeah. This, um, it was the last girl in four women by Nina Simone. But um, I was telling my sister the other day, I was like, if one of the girl names that I like is Eliza, and I'm like, it's Eliza because I don't want to name her Elizabeth and people call her Liz because Liz, I don't like Liz. I don't know. But also I was like, it's Eliza from My Fair Lady. So somebody else was like, oh, is it Eliza Thornberry? I was like, no, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> no, it's from My Fair Lady because my dad was old and I like watching movies with him. So, 
Which, do you know what? My little sister actually told me about My Fair Lady being on some streaming device, which I'm really excited about. So, I will be watching it soon. Um, <laughs> I, I would be, sh- I, I would be really shocked if you can't find it on, um, the Turner Classic app. Oh, I don't have that. But, I think she said maybe Amazon. Okay. But she said it was three hours long, so I had to, like, prepare my heart and body for it. <laughs> Next up. Miss <laughs> Tina shuts down Beyonce anxiety rumors after Jay-Z rubs her leg at Brooklyn Nets game. I think maybe it's because of pandemic. We ain't got nothing to do, so we're just making up shit. So there's a picture of Jay-Z with his hand on Beyonce's leg. And you're like, oh, she has anxiety. I don't even know where they got that from. And so Miss Tina showed a collage of all the times that Jay-Z touched Beyonce's leg. <laughs> it was like, when you love someone, you like them, you want to touch them. <laughs> and it's crazy because that, li- I mean, I don't know. I don't even really keep up with them going to ball games like that. I'm mm-hmm. not that, you know, consumed with them. But that is something he always does. Yeah. And I I mean, I've noticed it a gajillion times in the past. And I never assumed it was anything other than an affectionate touch. Yeah. I thought it was weird that he was grabbing her ankles. He always like, grabs her ankles. Don't touch I mean, my sometimes, ankles. <laughs> sometimes, it's, <laughs> sometimes it's her knee or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of times it's her ankle. Yeah. My, my best friend that I used to work with. There's one time it was in the stall and she grabbed my ankle and I was like, this is so uncomfortable. So I'm like, nobody can touch my ankles ever again. Oh, (laughs) she likes to like spook people. But I was like, this is a lot. Don't touch me. (laughs) I never, I never liked like girls who were like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I just, I'm really about the bathroom. Just listen, we come in here, we do what we got to do. We leave. I never liked that. Yeah. I never liked when my friends would like try to talk to me. Yeah. I never liked like, you know, when high school well, middle school, elementary school, and there would always be that one girl who would like climb on top of the toilet and look over the stall. Right. And I would be I would be like, What yeah. do you want? God damn right. <laughs> like, No. I just never liked that. Yeah, once I close the door it's it's me time. But um, it's me she's time. the same person that like <laughs> she hid under my <laughs> desk to scare me. But Oh, no. I talk Mm-mm. a lot. So I sat there and talked to people for 20, 30 minutes. And then I went to sit and she's trying to scare me. I'm like, girl, that's dedication. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Uh-oh. why did you sit there for that long? <laughs> but anyways. So lastly, we're going to talk about our Florida person. Um, So this naked woman goes on a Florida steakhouse rampage. Um... She started off at Outback and then went to Mojo Grill. Uh, basically, she's naked and throwing bottles of booze. And I'm like, why would you do that to Outback with their delicious um, bloomy onions? <laughs> so I'm going to admit that I stopped reading this because I was like, eh. It made me a little uncomfortable. But was she drunk or hi we don't fully know what the fuck was her problem (laughs) but they got her with the taser so (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't. We don't fully have. They said she did have a possible fentanyl patch on her public area, but it was later found she didn't have any narcotics in her system beyond THC, and I don't believe THC would do that to her. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I just got uh. I was like, I don't want to. I didn't know if she was maybe mentally ill, and then I was like, I don't. I'm going to stop reading this because it was making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And then and then later on, I thought, well, maybe she was just drunk or high. And then that's different. Yeah. But, oh, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All righty. We're back, and it is time for the someone something. Someone something. So, I am part of a group on Facebook called Black Girls Love Trader Joe's. It is the (laughs) highlight of my Facebook experience. So, I was more than excited to report this. Margaret Nyambu Nyamumbo's Kawaha 1893 is set to make history as the first black woman owned coffee brand sold at Trader Joe's. You know what? Like- Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give a praise. <laughs> hey. Yes, come on, sis. <laughs> um. I was going to say, you know what I like to do? Spend money at Trader Joe's. And you know what I like to do? Support black women. And so I'm super fucking excited for whenever this coffee drops. We will definitely be buying it. Uh, She started a company in 2017 to provide premium, traceable Kenyan coffee to consumers. She's a third-generation coffee farmer, former Wall Street investment banker, and Harvard University graduate. She launched a brand in California and eventually needed a deal to sell in 200 Trader Joe's stores in the state. She's now being mm. picked up picked up in additional regions across the U.S. Hiccup. Making history as the first black woman-owned coffee brand to be sold at Trader Joe's. That's all I had. I'm really excited. Yes, yes. I am very happy for her. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. I'm beyond excited. I cannot wait to try her coffee. Especially because, like, they do sell a lot of African-based coffee. Sorry, y'all. I'm struggling with these hiccups. They do sell a lot of African-based coffees, but somehow they come for white people or non-black people. So, really excited to see us win. Do you have any water? No, girl. Fine, I'll go get some water. I'll be back. Listen, (laughs) wait, wait, wait. When you get your water, drink it from the opposite side of the cup. This sounds dangerous. You you have to do some maneuvering to make it work, but I swear to God, it works. Okay, I'll be right from the opposite side of the cup. (laughs) Okay, I'll be back. All right, so we're going to move along to our poor life decision. 
Alrighty, so I think we talked about this probably last week and maybe the week before, but we're going to talk about good sis journaling and how it can help mm-hmm. us through the hard times. Um, lately, when I look at articles about mental health, if it's before 2020, I don't pay attention to it because I'm like, you don't even know the half. Like, <laughs> you don't know what we've been <laughs> struggling with for the past year. So, um... This article is really great, and there's a website called Pandemic Project website, um, and it's a resource that offers writing props, and we will definitely post it in the link, in the podcast links, but it's really great for helping you to journal. So, um, we're going to talk about, first of all, the power of opening up. People have been keeping diaries long before scientists thought to put them under microscopes. But in the past 30 years, there are a lot of studies that have uncovered the benefits of putting pen to paper with your deepest thoughts and feelings. So, according to that research, journaling may help ease our distress when we're struggling. Uh, There was a study in 2006 where 100 young adults were asked to spend 15 minutes journaling or drawing about a stressful event or writing about their plans for the day twice during the week. Uh, The people who journaled actually saw the biggest reduction in symptoms like depression, anxiety, and hostility, particularly if they were very distressed to begin with. Um, This is true, even though 80% had seldom journaled about their feelings, and only 61% were comfortable doing so. Which brings us to the next point. There's a reason why we all avoid journaling, or many of us avoid journaling. (laughs) (laughs) For one, it isn't always pleasant. Um, People do feel like they have to force themselves to sit down and do it. Um, Cathartic is probably a better word, but some research suggests that we can feel more anxious, sad, or guilty right after we write. But in the long term, we can expect to have a greater sense of meaning as well as better health. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, do you avoid mm-hmm. journaling? Um, yes, but not for those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what are the reasons you avoid, if you want to share, what are no, the reasons it's, you it's, avoid journaling? Because I'm lazy and I just, <laughs> like, I just, because I love journaling. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I fell in love with journaling as an elementary child when I had a teacher who had us journal every day. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. I've gotten out of practice of doing my nighttime routine. And yeah, sometimes it just feels like work. It feels like something else I got to do. Yeah. But I I never, one thing, one thing. I never go back and read what I wrote. Yeah. So, um, and I usually feel better after I journal. Like I don't, I mean, sometimes I'll cry or whatever, but I typically feel better after I journal. Like I get it out of my system. Yeah. So two things. So journaling when I was younger was mostly about the guy that I liked and that was embarrassing (laughs) and I didn't want to ever read it again. And so like, I feel like that's kind of the, ill taste but yeah i think today it is it is work it is slowing down when i'm used to a fast-paced world and a fast-paced brain and it's taking time to do what's best for me but it still doesn't 
I don't like slowing down. <laughs> so I remember when I was in high school and I was I decided that I was gonna be like Moesha and I was gonna do my journaling on the computer and <laughs> I hated it. Like I hated it. I still don't like internet journaling. But No, I I, I have to write. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I'm not around my journal, so sometimes I do have to jot myself notes, but yeah. yeah. So, interestingly enough, your diary journaling actually keeps you healthy from a physical and immune uh, perspective. So, uh, one study found that journaling could actually make vaccines more effective, which I wish I would have known, like, you know couple months ago when I took the big vaccine. But um, in the experiment, some medical students wrote for four days in a row about their thoughts and feelings around some of the most traumatic experiences of their lives, from divorce to grief to abuse, while others simply wrote about their daily events and plans. Then everyone received the hepatitis B vaccine and two booster shots. According to a blood test, the group who journaled about their traumatic experience had higher antibodies right before the last dose and two months later. I don't want to talk about my most traumatic events, <laughs> but, you know, fairly, it's sometimes good for you. Generally, <laughs> um, can also just generally boost our immune system once we've been infected with the virus. So, um... The, in another study, researchers recruited undergraduate students who tested positive for the virus to start causes mono um, three times weekly for 20 minutes. Some wrote about a stressful event, while others wrote about their possessions. Based on blood samples taken before and after, writing about stress increased people's antibodies compared to more mundane writing. It also helped to... It also seems to help them gain a deeper understanding of their stress and see more positives to it. And so this article is telling me to talk about stressful stuff. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but, you know, like, we don't get there. I mean, well, for me, it's easy to do in my journal. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it out loud to somebody else, but it's easy in my journal. Um. At one point in my life, I journaled like um, um, Miranda Shiver. I forgot what's her name. Yeah, her. <laughs> the book it's we just it. read. Yeah. Um, for a while, I journaled like that, as in, um, I talked about what happened that day, no matter what. So even mm-hmm. if nothing really happened that day, I just said I got up this morning, went to school. Had went for lunch, came home, whatever. Mm-hmm. I used to journal like that. Now what I do, well, not right now because I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But in adulthood, what I started doing was, you know, if I had something I needed to talk about, I would talk about it in my journal. But if not, I would use a writing prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really kind of helped. Actually, at the time that I did each method, I liked each method. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... For me now, the writing prompts help help me stay on task better. Yeah. I know Michelle Obama used to, like, she did journal in times of turn in her life when she really couldn't figure out where she was going with anything. 
Um, I've always thought that was, well, I've thought that was noble ever since I've heard it, but at the same time, um, I think writing pumps does help to, you know, drive things. And we're going to start posting those on the podcast when I sit down and actually make the posts. But, <laughs> you know, like, so sometimes it is like, you know, I think I've read somewhere where it's like, how has the pandemic changed you? And being able to process what that is for the moment, you know? So, yeah, let's start with lighter prompts because that's a hard one. <laughs> That's hard to me. To me, it's hard. It may not be hard for everybody else, but yeah, okay, that's a loaded one. <laughs> yeah, and and I've, I guess it's different for different people. So I have not lost anybody in the pandemic personally, and so the change is literally just about me. But <laughs> you know, I know that many people have lost people, and grief always changes people. So you know. Um, we'll, we'll mix light and dark things. <laughs> light and heavy, not dark. <laughs> no, dark. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. It makes me think of the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to talk about why journaling works. Um, so what's the secret? They said what's the secret to the Humble Diary, but I didn't see them ever mention Humble earlier. And that really just gave me cognitive dissonance. But it turns out journaling works on two different levels, having both to do with our feelings and our thoughts. First, it's a way of disclosing emotions rather than stuffing them down, which is known to be harmful for our health. I, per se, love stuffing things down, but that's probably not the best for my mental health. (laughs) Stuff, stuff, stuff. Way down. Never bring it up. (laughs) Right, my my hypothetical rug is full of shit under it. But through (laughs) writing, our pain gets translated into black and white worlds, words that exist outside of ourselves, which is kind of like what mindfulness is, is bringing those feelings out so that we don't have to fucking deal with them. Um, On the thinking level, writing forces us to organize our experiences into a sequence giving us a chance to examine cause and effect and form a coherent story. Um, Because we have direct access to all of our thoughts, sometimes we don't have a coherent story. (laughs) So I really like that they're like, okay, sometimes we can go back and be like, okay, I feel this way because of this previous trauma in my life, you know? Lastly, journaling is a tool to put our experiences thoughts, beliefs, and desires into language, and doing so helps us understand and grow and make sense of them. That's a, that's a word. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. the thing about it is, like, we have to make sense of the things that we're experiencing to, to grow and to become a better person. You have any Nope, I agree. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, how do we actually start a journaling practice? Um, You can journal in different ways, but one of the most well-studied techniques is expressive writing. So, to do this, you write continuously for 20 minutes about your deepest thoughts and emotions around an issue in your life. Again, start small. If you think you're not going to be able to write for 20 minutes, because I know I can't, start with 5 or 10, (laughs) you know, and then build up from that. You can explore how it has expected, affected you or how it relates to your childhood 
or your parents, your relationships, or your career. Now, I am going to offer a counter thought to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right for 20 minutes. Just do it. Nah. <laughs> when it, just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> if if a second grader can do it, you can do it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> a second grader is being taught to focus, and then as you become adults, we don't. Anyways, um, <laughs> well. <laughs> But expressive writing is traditionally done four days in a row, but they did not find anything magical about this formula. So you suggest you journal a few days in a row, a couple times a week or just once a week. You can write for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and you can keep journaling about the same topic or switch to different ones each time. Um, and again, we're going to link to this, but the pandemic project does offer several prompts to inspire your writing. Mm. You can write a basic entry about your general thoughts or feelings around COVID-19 or dig into more specific thoughts. And so, um, I definitely recommend that y'all go there. It's a really great place to start. So next we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of a diary. Um, a 2002 study suggests that journalists should be aware of ha- rehashing the same difficult feelings over and over in writing. Um, they, a lot of times psychology experiments happen in college when we had to take psychology classes and so they can force us to take surveys. <laughs> but 120 college students journal about a stressful or traumatic ex- event they were experiencing. They are instructed to write for at least 10 minutes twice a week over the course of a month. Some students wrote about their deepest thoughts and feelings, including how they try to make sense of the stress and what they tell themselves to cope, while others just wrote about their feelings. Which brings us to the next point where the people who wrote about their feelings and thoughts actually experienced more growth from the trauma compared to just writing about your feelings. Um, That... And I think that does give us more filler. Like, you talk about your feelings, but also talking about your thoughts may make right. me get to 20 minutes. I don't know yet. <laughs> but um, the... I, I love that you phrased it that way. I noticed it the first time you said it. I don't know. I mean, well, the article, but you as well. You know, journaling about your feelings and journaling about your thoughts, because those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to like journal about both yeah and the group that did actually seemed to be more aware of the silver linings of their experience while the group that just focused on their emotions expressed more negative emotions over time mm-hmm. and then got sick more often that month so there really is a strong tie with our emotional health and physical health and y'all i know the world wants you to feel like fucking emotions let's you know be on the grind but taking care of your emotions helps to take care of your physical. I bottle my emotions because I pop bottles. Wait, I think they're supposed no. to be the other way around. Mm. I pop bottles because I bottle my emotions. No, no, not ever that. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be emotional. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I had a two. I had a two thousand eight flashback. <laughs> uh. Wait, no, that was like maybe two thousand ten. 
I don't know. It was a Drake okay. mixtape. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the point is here is that the most effective journaling moves from emotions to thoughts over time. We start expressing our feelings, allowing ourselves to name them. After all, jumping to thoughts too quickly can mean we're overanalyzing or avoiding. We like to avoid on this podcast. We're going to work on it. <laughs> but eventually we do start to make observations, notice patterns, or set goals in the future. And so um, I think that's the core reason for mindfulness is like we can start with our feelings and we can name them and then be like, okay, so what do I do next? You know? Um, in addition to writing, you can also consider a few other things. So you can try adding drawings to your journal. Um, my anxiety knows that I can't draw, so I ain't drawing shit. But <laughs> the group that actually, according to that survey and the study, um, a group that wrote and drew saw the biggest improvements in their moves after three weekly 20-minute sessions. So um, drawing without actually writing actually made people worse. But if you write and then draw, you're good. If writing is challenging, try speaking your feelings aloud. And that works just as well. Um, there's a group, they recorded themselves talking about their stress. This group ended up showing the strongest immune responses to the dormant virus in their bodies. They also seem to be doing the best psychologically, gaining insight and a positive perspective on their stress, improving in self-esteem, and engaging in healthier coping strategies. This also ties into like what my hairstylist said, where it was like, Sometimes you had to speak, you know, you know, like I, I've had an issue with the affirmations and I'm like, I don't really believe it, but she's like, sometimes you have to speak because then your, your brain hears it and then it believes it. And then it is as it, you, you said, you know, and so I think even if, I mean, you can like skip journaling and just speak your feelings, but even if you're just journaling at speaking about that thing, because it does feel similar to sharing your feelings and it can help you to work through it better. Yeah. I, um, I love affirmations, but I think that, I think you have to just kind of be in tune with you know, what's going to work best for you. Because I really like that point of, you know, some people need to just speak their thoughts mm -hmm. versus writing them. Writing for me helps me organize my thoughts mm -hmm. because I will go in 511 directions if I am speaking or just thinking in my head, but writing helps me organize my thoughts. But the whole concept of writing may be too much for some people and they may mm -hmm. get hung up on the writing part. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, you know, figuring out what works best for you. Yeah. I think I realized recently when I work that I'm a very visual person. So somebody would be like, okay, this should be like this. And I'm like, cool, show it to me. Cause I don't understand it until you show it to me. <laughs> So yeah. it, it is different things, but I think also sometimes when you don't have time to have the effort into writing, speaking may help. Okay, so 
Uh, we're going to talk about the freedom of expression. This is probably Chris's favorite part because it definitely um, supports the need for a therapist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so sharing with a trusted confidant might seem even better than writing down feelings as it serves a similar purpose and offers us warmth and validation that a piece of paper can't provide. And it is true. It's probably true. Um, therapists also seem to be less unpleasant than writing. In fact, um, <laughs> the, the study person was talking about how, um, while journaling is a mental health exercise, um, not everyone has a mean or inclination to talk to a professional about their problems, but confessing to friends or partners has a lot of complications. And so a lot of times when you do talk to a therapist, um, and they had a study where someone talked to them like four short daily sessions, which most of us can't afford, they did show more positive emotion and less negative emotion. So uh, there is understanding the perspective that can be gained and there are healthy behavior changes they're very similar to people who journaled, but at the same time, we all know that like we, most of us cannot afford to talk to, to our therapist four times a day because we have, or four times a week because we have jobs and we got to figure shit out. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think um, overall, I think journaling is a good place to start. Um, like I said, put your thoughts and your feelings down on paper. You can or cannot look at it. Even I think if you don't go back and read your old journal entries, because lots of times, especially I started a journal after my dad passed and it's full of emotions. I can't really go to that. But at the same time, even putting on paper means that you're processing it in a way that you normally would not, you know, <laughs> like... A lot of times we'll like sweeping under the rug and we ignore it. But um, even if you're just taking time to write it, and like I said, they say 20 minutes, but they said also there's no science to the time. So start off with, you know, start small. Start with five or 10 minutes. And just um, if you need prompts, the like I said, we'll link to the pandemic project. We'll also share some journal prompts on the podcast. But also, you could just Google journal prompts sometimes. Journal prompts for. So, I was looking up journal prompts for this. You know, I was looking up journaling for this episode. And they're like, journal prompts for depression. I'm like, cool, I'll get back to that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so. We're team journaling. Yes. Um, One of... And this is for me, someone who likes to write in mm-hmm. a journal. Mm-hmm. The most important step <laughs> is buying a beautiful journal. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, I cannot tell you the money I have spent on buying beautiful journals that I have yet to feel. <laughs> and <sighs> to be fair, I just bought a notebook from Target. I think it... Mm-hmm. I don't know what the brand is like. It's like green something, and it's just the smoothest, easiest paper to write on to me. Also, 
having a good pen where you like your handwriting in mm. it is also important. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so like, uh, and yes. I, even my therapist, she was like, okay, you know, put, you know, some diffusers and, you know, create a experience around your journaling just so that you look forward to it and you enjoy it. So. Um, and, you know, you can journal for a multitude of reasons mm-hmm. and, it it doesn't matter why you journal it's going to be helpful mm-hmm. um i think i mentioned this on the show before but i bought journals for my mom and i bought some for granny because i want them to write about their lives and mm-hmm. one thing that i promise them is that i will not read it until you are dead and gone <laughs> so like you i want you to tell me everything because I I got that from Melissa Ford because her mother did that and um, when her mm-hmm. mother passed and she was just saying how we really don't know our parents as people like we just know them as our parents and yeah. so you know I thought about that and and I related it back to one of the reasons why I started back journaling as an adult this is when I was happy <laughs> But one of the reasons why I started back journaling because I was like, I want my nieces to know my life. I want them yeah. to one day get this and read this and be like, my TT was wild as shit or my TT was really smart. Or, you know, I, I want them to know my life. And so, you know, I I just don't want people to get so saddled into thinking, oh, I have to write about emotions. You don't have to write about emotions. Mm-hmm. Just Write about anything, yeah. like anything. You can literally tell your life story in your journal if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I would say um, for people who don't write. So right now I'm asking my mom a lot of questions. So I asked her the other day about like my child, my birth, because I was two weeks late. And I was like, okay, so did you have to go in in the morning? And she did. I was born like around 4.30. But um, they tried to induce me and I still wasn't going because you know what I don't do? I will not be rushed to go anywhere. <laughs> and so I came when I was ready. <laughs> but my mom is like 50-50, like half of her kids. Look, one was a preemie, one was on time, and two were late. <laughs> you know what? I, too, was two weeks late, according to the doctor. According to my great grandmother and her farmer's almanac, I was right on time. Right. So, I think that's why I have some light Gemini vibes in addition to my <laughs> cancer shit. But uh, yeah, like I was just like, hmm, I came when I was ready. So it was just interesting to talk to her about it. I was eight eight, so I was on the borderline of a big baby. But um, just talking to her about that, um, I think a that's few a weeks fine, ago, baby. I asked, well, my little sister was asking about, like, our, like, heritage and stuff like that and stuff like that. So, while you have your parents and your grandparents, I definitely suggest asking them questions. They they don't always like mm-hmm. to talk about their past, but um, it's better for us to know before we can't know. Yeah. Um, I do want to say this only because it's interesting. It's off topic, but it's what is on topic for what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So talking to your parents and grandparents. Um, what was the last holiday we had? Anyway, whatever. Whenever we were all at the house. So 
I learned that um, it is highly probable that my great great grandmother, which I did know her, um, I was in the fourth grade when she passed. Mm-hmm. It is highly probable that she killed all four of her husbands. Queen, I stand. I stand. <laughs> listen, listen. I stand. Her her first husband went hunting by himself and had an accident in the woods while he was hunting by himself. <laughs> I mean, when when Granny started telling me like all I was like, first of all, I didn't know she had been married all those times. <laughs> I only knew I only knew of one husband. Granny's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, child, no." <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. It's just like yeah, it's it's pretty. It's pretty well known. She killed all four of them. And who was going to check her? Nobody. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But for good reason. It was all different reasons, and they were all good. All right. Like mis like mistreating her children, stuff like that. Like she wasn't just trying to get no insurance policy or nothing like that. Like, mm -mm. doesn't even matter. I stand that too. It's, it's just, it makes me feel. It makes me feel a sense of pride. Right. Like, this this is a blood running through your right. Body. Right. <laughs> <sighs> okay, kids. So we're gonna go to the favorite part of the pie, the buy you a drink. Um, mine is quick. <laughs> You can go ahead. I, I would like to buy a drink for my hometown and all of my friends who listen to this from my hometown. You all know why. We have a group chat that is just my hometown and <laughs> never change. Just never change. Just always be who you are. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> looking at me like that because you're like cracking the fuck up i was trying to let you finish your moment because i mean i i'll say this much um we had a zoom meeting um a hometown zoom meeting well we well the zoom was for us to watch the uh mayor mayoral debate Mm -hmm. um we have two black men in the runoff for mayor Mm. and we were literally just waiting for somebody to call somebody a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> Cause like seriously, like with one of them, we it was <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm buying a drink for my fitty limb siblings. Cause I love you guys. Yay! And y'all support me in different ways and. Y'all listen to my anxiety um, about home buying, and they're just really cool, <laughs> and they're gorgeous. We all and cute. We all cute. All seven is cute. Ain't no uglies. <laughs> I can testify that this is true. <laughs> <sighs> wait, wait. You're supposed to buy me a drink. I buy you a drink regular times in the year. I cured your hiccups. Who 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 else has ever oh, cured sorry. your hiccups? I buy, That's a big deal. 
That is a big deal. I buy Chris a drink for curing my hiccups. And James was like, <laughs> why are you drinking it like that? And I'm like, because my Chris said to drink it like this and it works. So buying you. A I was about to say, and did he have something smart to say? <laughs> no, no, no. Next, <laughs> next time, next time he has the hiccups, just tell him you got to drink water from the opposite side of the yeah. cup. And you have to, it's tricky. You can end yeah. up with a shirt full of water. It's tricky. It but was it works. like I was deep down in that water. Like you could hear it, but <laughs> it works. <sighs> okay. Well, um, Dorian, tell people how they can talk to us. Uh, you can talk to us carefully because we're very sensitive. Hey <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey man. Like like uh, Erica Badu said, keep in mind I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> but um so you can talk to us on the instagram as poor life decision one decision because we're changing them one at a time it's also the name of our etsy shop you can go there and buy a really super great made contained alcohol sticker for your flasks in life um we have shirts we have other fun stuff there um, you can yep. also talk to us on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Again, let us know what shows you want to watch. We, um, <gasps> Chris will probably watch most of them. I'll watch like the really goofy ones. <laughs> I just started watching, and I can't tweet through it because it's in Norwegian, and I have to read the captions. Yeah, but I just started watching Ragnarok on Netflix. And when I tell you it is so good, it is so good. And now for those of you who want to give it a try, let me give you this suggestion. And this may just be me, but I like to watch shows in their native language. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're someone who you just can't do closed caption, I get it. But when you use the English dubbing, it takes a lot of the feeling and emotion and just the the authenticity away from the show it really does I can't I can't describe it it's just awful I hate English dubbing so I always watch in whatever the native language is and use the captions and check out Ragnarok um y'all know I love Norse mythology it's it is not it is not based on the actual events of Ragnarok. This is, um, well, I don't know. I've only watched a couple episodes, so maybe it will happen. But it is, um, a lot of the characters are named after some of the lesser Norse gods mm -hmm. that I recognize their names, but I'm not that familiar with. So I love the show because it's prompting me to dig a little deeper into my Norse mythology knowledge. So... If y'all love a good old time, check out Ragnarok. Buying a drink for James because he brought me a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say a thing about subtitles. Um, I was watching Dynasty and they had some people speaking my language and I realized how bad subtitles are. So don't feel bad if you want to watch the dubbed because the subs are not always correct either. So, <laughs> okay it was it was bad because you again it was my language and i was like you're not even saying the things that it means like anyways no i no i get that the, the, <laughs> if they 
my thing is the emotion. Yeah. Because if they dub it, they're going to say the language wrong as well. Because the yeah. conversion is the conversion. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just mean like the feeling. Yeah. They don't, they, they're so monotone when they do the dubbing and the words don't match the mouth and that irritates me. That's right. <laughs> so like, so that's what, that's all I meant. Not necessarily that you'll get a better like understanding of the language. Cause the translation is the translation. And I'm sure, I am sure they screw it up a lot. Did you watch that dragon movie I told you about? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I'm going to find it. I'm sending you a link. It's on Amazon prime and it's great. Yes, please, because I love dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Norse-ish. It was where I decided that Woo! I wanted um, a Viking funeral, but apparently we can't in America. It's stupid. No. Anyways. Can't light a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, you guys, it's still raining in Texas, so I definitely... Still raining in Mississippi, too. Recommend <laughs> taking some vitamin D, because it's hard without the sunshine. World is Take that, world take is that, take that, take that. Oh, I saw maybe it was a TikTok or a reel, and it was about this mom, and she was like, "Uh, it was woke up late and didn't have time to get coffee or my vitamin D pills, and so my kid is in school and is like, my mom may be testy because she ain't had no coffee and no D. (laughs) (laughs) Kids wake up every day and choose violence. I'm telling you, every day. Every day. She just wanted her vitamin D. She didn't want no D. Anyways. Yeah. So. <sighs> okay. Well, you know. You know the spiel. Do your sunscreen. Drink your water. Take your meds. Love on somebody. And let somebody love on you. Yes. And, um, you know, that is it. Because we love y'all. And we thank you for tuning in. We hope you come back next week. We gonna be back next week. Lord, we so, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all have a great rest of your week. We love you. Bye. Okay, bye. We love you.